Thanks for tuning into Reach Radio, a podcast for public health professionals looking to expand their network, be inspired, and discover resources and tools that help improve the experience of public health professionals and patients in their communities. I'm your host, Fran. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Reach Radio. I'm excited to be able to announce a new series on healthcare leadership and resilience. Right now, we are going through one of the biggest workforce reductions in healthcare. I like to call it the great exodus. We're also facing increase in clinical errors and unfortunately increased suicide and substance abuse amongst healthcare professionals. These are symptoms, right? Signs that something else is wrong. And while it's oftentimes not easy to talk about the real underlying problems, we need to talk about them. And I know that it's even harder to talk about, quite frankly, the solutions, right? What's working and what's not working. We need to begin to sort of really ask ourselves, what's pragmatic? What are and where are the relatable solutions, things that will work for us in our everyday real world? And so we're going to spend some time over the next few weeks on a journey of discovery, bringing forth a call to action and creating a safe space for support and healing. And for this introductory episode, I asked a few industry colleagues to share their perspective. So I'd like to invite you to back with me and and just listen in on a few remarks from Alexis Anderson. She's the principal at Ipsos Healthcare Advisory Services and Dr. Risa Weisberg, chief clinical officer at Behavior and professor of psychiatry at Boston University School of Medicine. They're going to give us all a broad perspective on what's happening and how it's affecting us all. And then over the course of the next several weeks, we're going to be inviting industry experts, community-based organizations, institutions, healthcare institutions to come in and talk about what they're doing to help to address this real issue. Thank you guys for joining. And I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to Reach Radio. Hi there, my name is Alexis Anderson and I'm a principal with Ipsos Advisory Services. And I'm here today to talk to you about this topic of clinician burnout and specifically what the research has been telling us about clinician burnout in the last few years. And so you might be unfamiliar or new to Ipsos. And so three things I'd like for you to know about me and my team. So Ipsos is a healthcare leader in market research and advisory services. We specialize in digital health and social analytics. And the third thing is we bring the voice of healthcare stakeholders to the forefront of everything we do. And so we pride ourselves on having this human-centric approach to our research and advisory projects. Myself, I'm an expert in patient and clinician engagement, and I work specifically around digital health strategy development and thought leadership. So let's dive into it in terms of the insights. So I think when we think about patient research and kind of consumer-driven research, it's really interesting because as an industry, we tend to take this whole person, human approach to uh, patient or consumer research. So We'll get this full picture of their physical, mental, emotional kind of experiences. We'll talk to them about their lived environment, their perceptions, where they work, and how that influences the decisions they make and who they are as a person. And I think it's really interesting because when we when we think about research with HCPs or clinicians, we still often have this 
complete separation between the person's role as a clinician, their clinical decision-making, and who they are as a human. And so when we have those research interviews and we have those research initiatives with clinicians, they often feel this need to hide their emotional kind of state. And we almost consider them uh, them separate from the factors that often influence their work and their job. And I think that that's a real problem in the industry right now. And I think that we're at this point where, particularly because of the burnout that we're seeing with clinicians, as an industry, we need to make this shift and make that change that we're approaching clinicians as whole humans, whole persons who have uh, baggage, who have emotional experiences, who get frustrated, who get burnt out. And we need to integrate that into our, our discussions and kind of research with them. You know, taking a step back as we reflect on what's happening in the industry right now with clinician burnout. So we know that clinician burnout's been been a problem for the last 10 years or so, but particularly in the last few years with COVID-19, clinician burnout soared to unprecedented levels. And so we're, we're hearing from a numbers perspective that almost half of clinicians report feeling burnt out, that a quarter of them report feeling severely depressed or feeling down most of the time. And that's really a problem when you think about it, because they're also saying that because of this burnout, they're feeling more exasperated, less patient with their patients. And because of that exhaustion that they're feeling, the depression, the anxiety, they're acknowledging that that makes them more likely to make mistakes and that some of those could even lead to patient harm. And I think when I think about a recent research initiative we conducted with REACH, which is our Beyond the White Coat uh, report, we talked to clinicians about their experiences and they told us that they report feeling high anxiety, feeling imposter syndrome, this constant need for being uh, hyper vigilant or on alert for, for easy to make mistakes, particularly for newer clinicians. Also, when we think about the structure kind of uh, culture of, you know, uh, hospitals and, and provider systems, they tend to be hierarchical. They tend to be this uh, zone where there's no tolerance for mistakes. And so clinicians say that they have a fear of being perceived as the one who needs handholding. They're afraid of the emotional and kind of cultural stigma associated with having a mental health condition themselves. Um, particularly, we heard that with new clinicians when they were applying for residencies and whatnot, that that stigma would kind of follow them through their career. And also, there's currently right now this gap um, between medical curricula and also what clinicians experience in a day to day manner that creates this kind of rift between the healthcare provider and, and the patient and kind of contributes to this overarching feeling of exhaustion and, um, you know, this feeling of heart sink among clinicians that they, you know, joined this career to make a difference, to, to have an impact, to help, to solve. And in reality, they're sort of expressing the fact that they're bogged down with administrative tasks. You know, digital tools are overwhelming, and there's this this, this disconnect um, between what they intended to do and what they're what they're currently doing right now. And so I think this is a, a huge kind of issue. And when I think about the path forward, I think can four things come to mind for me. First being, as I mentioned, it's really important for us to take that same empathetic whole human approach that we take with patients to any research or kind of uh, partnership or initiative with clinicians. Second, I think we really need to establish a better understanding of the psychosocial needs of clinicians so that we can help kind of to address some of the issues that we're seeing with burnout, with anxiety, with depression, because these, these problems aren't getting any better. 
Third, I think we need to design and implement resources that better support HCP's ability to thrive. And the fourth is, I think when we think about designing and implementing new technology solutions, we need to be able to demonstrate tangible benefits to clinicians, and we need to be able to make their lives easier, whether it's through streamlining their workflow, re reducing the current administrative burden, uh, supporting them from that psychosocial perspective. And so lots we can do, and I think I'll, I'll leave you with this, clinician burnout is only going to get worse if we don't have action to support HCPs and their ability to thrive. So thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow, what an amazing set of insights from Alexis. It's incredible the work that REACH and Ipsos are doing together. And we look forward to many more research initiatives and be able to share those findings with you. Now let's turn our attention to Dr. Risa Weisberg, who I mentioned earlier is the Chief Clinical Officer at Behavior. Behavior is a virtual reality technology company that's focused on addressing stress and anxiety, as well as other therapeutic needs through the use of VR therapeutics. Risa, we'd love to get your thoughts on what we mean by the term burnout. And perhaps along with that, if you could share a sort of your approach to how we need to go about addressing the issues that have come up, not only through the pandemic, but as I'm sure you'll describe for us, have kind of been with us for a while. So we know that um, healthcare employee burnout is a really major issue facing healthcare corporations right now. Um, it's nothing new, but certainly the COVID-19 pandemic has brought this to crisis levels. And it became clear that doing something to help this problem was really a mandate to improve healthcare right now. There have been existing solutions trying to target healthcare employee burnout, and a lot of them have focused on reducing stress in the moment. And though, and we had been doing some of that work as well through mindfulness applications in virtual reality. And though we were finding that that was effective at reducing stress, we really started to think about the fact that burnout is clearly more than just stress, that multiple studies have shown that burnout is associated not just with stress symptoms, but also with full symptoms of anxiety and depression. And also that the factors that go into why someone experiences burnout is not just that they're working so hard that they're feeling stressed, but also is that they start to feel like it's harder to see the value in their work. Like their work isn't aligning with their values as much. You know, this is definitely the case, I think, for a lot of healthcare workers during the COVID pandemic who were having to make, you know, life and death decisions at one point about utilization of the ICU or things like that, right? Where, you know, it's hard to kind of align with your values as a healthcare worker of how do you handle, you know, sometimes having to say no to a patient who's in need in order to prioritize another patient's needs. But then also just globally, there was a time at the beginning of a pandemic where we all made it so clear how much we valued healthcare workers. And over time, I think people just feeling less valued um, and harder to connect with their own importance and meaning and the work that they're doing as the pandemic has kind of worn on and people aren't really seeing a lot of the changes in what's going on in the emergency rooms and um, still kind of being busy. And we've stopped, you know, putting signs out in our front lawn saying, thank you, healthcare workers, right? We've kind of ignored how hard they're working right now and how stressed they are. So we really felt like any intervention 
for employee, you know, healthcare employee burnout and stress needed to be more multifaceted and needed to also address anxiety and depression and needed to also help people kind of re-clarify their values and reconnect with their values and what it was that gave them meaning in their job. Thanks for tuning into Reach Radio. This program is made possible by listeners like you. To learn more about Reach and to support this program, visit www.reachtl.org.